It is L.A. Guns right here on your classic metal show from their Hollywood Vampires release. That is Kiss My Love Goodbye. And, uh, well, Steve Riley of uh, L.A. Guns fame, he's out there uh, promoting his version of L.A. Guns, uh, out there being competitive or or sharing the same marketplace as uh, Tracy and Phil's L.A. Guns. Right. And uh, they're... uh, They've recorded some music and they've uh, released a song um, this week, which the rest of the CD will be out uh, later this year. But Mm -hmm. uh, for whatever reason, Steve Riley believes that he has as much right to use the L.A. Guns name as uh, Tracy and Phil. How does that work exactly? Well, uh, he explains it to uh, our friend over there at Talking Metal, Mark Striegel. All right. Uh, Mark Striegel uh, has not been able to ride around uh, his neighborhood in his minivan filming himself for money. So so I guess he's knocking down a couple of interviews uh, during the lockdown, and one of them would be uh, Steve Riley. Okay. Uh, I've known Steve for many years. Uh, He and I are are very friendly on, on a very personal basis. And uh, every time I've seen Steve or hung out with him or chit-chatted with him, he's always been extremely uh, friendly and uh, always been very good to me. And uh, I have nothing but, uh, you know, uh, great, great respect for the guy. But in this case, as far as the, um, you know, going out there as L.A. Guns, uh, that's that's I, I just don't get that. It's like you're. Why are you watering down this brand? Yeah, further watering down an already watered down brand. Yeah, it went through a lot of lot of back and forth. Even with Tracy, I mean, Tracy, uh, he went out there and tried to do his own version of L.A. Guns while the Phil and Steve version was out there. When right. when uh, Tracy left the band in 2002 to go work uh, uh, with uh, Nikki Six and Brides of Destruction. And then uh, when that fell apart, uh, Tracy went and out there and re reteamed up with Paul Black and uh, tried to carry on a version of L.A. Guns, calling it L.A. Guns as well. So this isn't the first time there there have been a couple competing L.A. Guns camps out there. Then there was the Marty Casey version of L.A. Guns with Tracy, wasn't there? Yeah, and then he had some girls there. Delania. Yeah. Delania. Yeah. That girl can sing, but she's she something's got to be fucked up with her because she can really sing and she hasn't made it, which is to get as much attention as she gets and still not not have made it. There's something there that's just a fucking disaster. That's my assumption. I don't know, but you know, there's got to be a reason that that girl hasn't made it because she could sing her ass off. Well, uh. Tracy tried to make it work uh, with her at one point, calling it uh, L.A. Guns as well. And, mm-hmm. you know, what, what kind of no, no fan is going to accept a chick fronting L.A. Guns? It's just not going to happen. Right. Uh, uh, who, who, was, who was in the band in the Ralph Sainz version? Of LA well, Guns? it was Steve and Tracy and Ralph and a, and a guy by the name of um, Johnny Crypt. Oh, that's right. Johnny Crypt. Mm hmm. And then, of course, there's the Jizzy version of L.A. Guns. Yeah, that was uh, Steve, uh, Tracy, Jizzy, and uh, I think Adam Hamilton. Oh, geez. They have had too many guys. 
I think other than Whitesnake, they have the most members ever of, of a band. Yeah, probably. <laughs> it's just ridiculous how many people have been through LA Guns. Yeah, true. Yeah. And and I mean they're 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 a C level act at best. Yeah. I mean they had what, four hits? Well, they, they had a they had a quite a few hits, but but they weren't they certainly never got to the point of being any kind of a headliner aside from, no. you know, small clubs. Yeah, I mean, they had the one big one. They had Ballad of Jane, which was the big hit. Mm-hmm. And then what was the what were what were the other hits? Never enough. Never enough was Sex Action. Sex Action. They they also um, were on the soundtrack for um, uh, Point Break, which Over oh, the Edge oh, was yeah. on there. Yeah, Over the Edge was, but that was a that was a mild hit. Over the Edge. Yeah, but it still got to be on a major soundtrack. Yeah. Kiss My Love Goodbye, I think, was a hit, wasn't Yeah, it? which I just played in Crystal Eyes. Was that a hit or was that just a... No, that was a was, hit. Was it? Because mm-hmm. I know they put it out on like two records, didn't they? They did. It, it, it appeared on uh, both Hollywood Vampires and Vicious Circle. Yeah, it like failed the first time, so they tried again. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, they, they had the one big hit and then they had a bunch of... Then they had like, Electric Gypsy. That wasn't a hit. Yes, was it, it was. Yeah, they had an MTV video for it. Electric Gypsy. Electric Gypsy. Look, look up their video. They're riding motorcycles alongside of a railroad track. All right. Look. I believe you. I mean, that was that would have been what eighty eight or so. 89? Yeah, right about there. Yeah, I was out of the country, so yeah. Um, yeah. let's see. Sex action. Um, Rip was Rip and Tear a hit? Rip and Tear. Right. I guess they did have some hits. How come they're such a fucking low level band with all these hits? Well, they, they were, they were in the, you know, they were in, came out late. They didn't get to, they didn't get to establish themselves as a, as a, uh, you know, a hit band. I mean, their last album that actually, I don't know if you want to call it, uh, uh, had any kind of sales to it was obviously vicious circle. And that, that was kind of a departure for them. They kind of went a little heavier on that. That's their best record. Yeah, I like eyes. that. I like. Well, yeah, that one's a great record, and uh, also um, their their come one of their comeback records that uh, Waking the Dead. That was a that was a burner. That's the one with Okay, Let's Roll. That's on the it? one. Yeah, yeah, that, that that's pretty good. I they're they're a solid band. Are are the, who's bigger, them or like Warrant? Oh, Warrant's much bigger. Are they really yeah. because they had more bigger hits? Yeah, they Warrant was Warrant was just on the cusp of being able to headline. Yeah. Who had more hits? Did Warrant have more or did they just have bigger hits? I think they had bigger hits. Now, LA Guns bigger than Faster Pussycat. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. I mean, Faster so, Pussycat only had what two rec- albums out, you know, that mattered back then. Yeah. Right. And they had, they had what two or three hits? They had the bathroom wall. Yeah, they had um, um, house of pain. Was that a hit? House yeah, of pain? house of pain in my house of pain. They had what was the song? I don't even know if this was a hit or not. I just liked it. That when there's a whip, there's a way. Was that a hit? I don't know. I I know the song. When there's a whip, there's a way. Yeah, I know the song. I don't know if it was a hit or not. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, but yeah, yeah I, I, I think uh, I think uh, Faster Pussycat maybe had three three hits. So, so L.A. Guns is probably 
is it safe to say that they're wedged behind poison and behind warrant and ahead of just about all of the other C level bands. Yeah, that, they're they're ahead of the bang tangos and the yeah, as you put the faster point. shit. Exactly. All right. So they were like probably the last of the the hit making bands. Pretty much, I would think, yeah. All right. Well and, and somehow, you know, somehow through through my um you know uh association with the classic metal show, I, I got to know all those guys. You know, I got sure. to know Tracy and I got to know Phil and I got to know Steve pretty well. And, you know, obviously I met Ralph Sains through that. And, uh, you know, I, I, uh, also sponsored a, uh, meet and greet for them when the, when the man in the moon came out and, you know, I, I've got a long history with LA guns. So I lo- that's a band that I really dig a lot, but I don't like the fact that, you know, they're splintered now. I do like the fact that uh, Phil and Tracy are working together and they really put out two really stellar releases in the last three years. Yeah, those are those are good, solid rock records. Yeah, know, the uh, the really Missing good. Piece and The Devil You Know, fantastic, mm-hmm. just in-your-face L.A. Guns records. Yeah, well, and that's what makes this all the more silly, doing another version of L.A. Guns. You know, it's like there's no... There's no need for it. It, it. Two burner records, and what are they play? What does Tracy and Phil play? Thousand seats, maybe, maybe. And that's not shitting on them. That's just the reality. Yeah, that's if, just that's just where they're at uh, as a level of a band. Yeah, and if that's what the the singer and the guitar player are doing, what is the fucking value? Of the B version of the band, of the drummer and the the what the bass player. Well, this this boils down to Bobby Blotzer's Rat. You think Bobby set the precedent? Well, what I'm saying, it's it's akin to what Bobby did. Yeah. Yeah, I'll take I'll take the name and I'll uh you know, I'll I'm the drummer. <laughs> so I'll put three or four other guys together and you know, call it the use the name. He's not even the drummer though on the first album, is he? Not Isn't technically Nick no Alexander. Yeah, that, uh, yeah, not not technically he, he was on the photo. But yeah. but you know it's the same way as is like uh, Jeff Pilson was not the bassist on um, uh, on the first Dockin' record chains. yeah breaking the chains but the the video features him for breaking the chains. He should have waited that one out. What a shit record! <laughs> it was early early stuff. But anyway, uh, Steve Riley spoke with uh, Talking Metal. And he spoke about his decision to call his new band L.A. Guns. He said that uh, here's what the situation is is in a nutshell. I was the only one that stayed in L.A. Guns. I'm the longest tenured member in L.A. Guns. And even though I came pretty much last at the very beginning, I'm the one that stayed with the band. Oh, well, good. Which is true. Now, he did get fired from the band for for, uh, Vicious Circle. Yeah, he he was Bones. Some was a guy by the name of Bones or something was playing drums for them. <laughs> nice. So yeah, so his tenure is not even that. It might be longest, but it's not entire tenure by any stretch. No, no. But but he after L.A. Guns regrouped with uh, Tracy, uh, Steve Tracy, and that uh, what was that hardcore singer guy. Oh oh god. Oh. 
We had him on the show. Yeah, too. yeah, yeah. He does an Aerosmith tribute. What is that guy's name? Son of a bitch. How do I not know that? Um, it, oh, God damn it. L.A. Guns, singer, American, hardcore. I know the name of the album even, but I can't think of the guy's name. Chris Van Dahl. Yeah, Chris Van Dahl. Yeah. So, so when Steve and Tracy reformed L.A. Guns with a Chris Van Dahl on vocal... Mm-hmm. Um, that's when I guess you would call that's when LA guns restarted with Steve. Right. And Steve remained with LA guns when, when they, uh, regrouped, this was in 90 was like 96, I think that okay. they got back together. So Steve has consistently been with LA guns since 96. Oh, good for him. So 2006, 2020, 24 years. 24 years? Jesus, he's probably played in front of, what, six, seven, eight hundred people by now. <laughs> so he believed, and plus when uh, Steve and, and Tracy reformed L.A. Guns, mm-hmm. from what I understood, and again, I don't know this as fact, but I was understood that it was a 50-50 partnership at that point. Between who and who? Between Steve, and- Steve and Tracy. Oof. That was a dumb mistake on Tracy's. Part. Yeah. Well, maybe they never didn't have the foresight to think that anything would like this would you know happen. Yeah, I guess not. So anyway, uh, Steve continues. I'm the longest tenured uh, member in L.A. Guns, and even though I came in pretty much last at the very beginning, I'm the one that uh, stayed with the band. Tracy quit in 2002. Uh, he quit L.A. Guns, this band, and then he went on and did other things. And was out of the band for quite a while, I think for like 15 or 16 years. And then Phil and myself, we kept moving, excuse me, we kept moving on and it was LA Guns and we were the original LA Guns because Mick Cripps and Kelly Nichols decided to leave too. And they're still very tight with me and we're good friends, but they decided to leave and they wanted to do other stuff. And I totally understood, but Phil, Tracy and myself, we wanted to keep going so L.A. Guns uh, went on. Tracy ended up leaving the band. Then Phil and I went on for like 15 years. L.A. Guns kept moving forward, doing albums and working with uh, producer Andy Johns. Then Phil Lewis decided to leave the band, too. And I'm still in the band, and I'm still running the business. So we're L.A. Guns. That is the lamest excuse ever. You're not L.A. Guns. You you may you may have the letterhead authority, but that's it. You can use the logo, I guess, but you're not LA Guns. There's no fan that thinks you're LA Guns. Right. None. Absolute zero, and there will be absolute zero fans that will think that that's the real LA Guns. As long unless Tracy or Phil drops dead from the virus, there's no one gonna gonna take this seriously. I don't. Th- do you think? No, I don't think so. I don't think anybody's going to. It's no different than the, the two great whites out there. Yeah. I mean, I, I as much as I like Mark Kendall as a person, mm-hmm. um, I have zero interest in seeing him with the Van Halen cover guy. <laughs> Mitch Malloy. Yeah. I really yeah. don't because I've seen I've, I've seen Jack Russell's version and, uh, you know, he's got the sound. He's Jack Russell. You know, yeah. and, and, and uh, Phil Lewis, 
he's still at top form with his vocals. I mean, he, he is the sound of LA guns. Yeah, he definitely is. And yeah, I, I mean, Phil and, Tra- and Phil and Tracy together. That is the sound. Yeah, that is the sound. I mean, it is Tracy guns after all. Yeah, and, and there's, there's never, how long has LA guns been a band since 88? What's that? Well, no, well, t- well, realistically, if you want to go back as far as using the name LA guns, yeah, LA guns has been around since like 84. All right. So 36 years in 36 years of LA guns, when, how many times Neely? Now you followed this band. You're, you're, you're close with the band. You, you certainly have talked to friends and, and whatnot about LA guns in the past. Is that correct? That is correct. In those 36 years of talking about the band, how many times have you heard the comment, something paraphrasing this comment, damn, the bass and drumming in that band, L.A. Guns, is awesome. <laughs> Never. Never. You've certainly heard Tracy Guns is a fucking mean guitar player. You've certainly heard Phil Lewis sings his ass off. You've never heard, man, that's Steve Riley. He brings the back end like nobody else. <laughs> he has that swing. <laughs> yeah, no one says that. Nobody. No one has ever said that. This is a horseshit. This is a horseshit play based on some some shady legal activity at best. Well, again, you and I briefly mentioned this uh, this afternoon when we were doing some testing. But mm-hmm. again, it boils down to the whole band versus brand. There's there's no way that Steve Riley could go out there, form a new band, and get any traction. No. So the not. the only way you can get traction is using a a brand that has been established for, you know, 35 36 years. Is is the only and again, I hope you're going to ask Kelly Nichols these questions this week. Oh, absolutely. Is the only real reason that they do this because they get bigger coin than if they started Steve Riley's LA Guns experience. Yeah, absolutely. It's no different than what Blotzer did. I mean, Blotzer went out there and established, you know, Bobby Blotzer's rad experience, and he got zero traction with that. Yeah. But then he tacked the net, the rat name onto it, and he was making, what, 20 grand? Yeah, whatever it was. But, you know, without that name, that established name, uh, nobody cares. Yeah. Ugh. What a mess. Because even Tracy Guns, you know, even as as much of a known guitarist as he is, he tried to have the Tracy Guns band and really nothing happened. Yeah. And and obviously he's done other projects. I, I did really like that League of Gentlemen thing that he did. Yeah, that was fun, but that was so different. Uh, yeah, it was different, but I really enjoyed it. I did too. But but regardless of that, uh no traction. Yeah, even brides did nothing. Nothing. And him and Nikki. Yeah, well, and- yeah, they they called in from the road. They were on the bus and they called into yeah. the show. Yeah, I'm saying they had Nikki Six from Motley Crue and Tracy Guns from LA Guns, and no one gave a fuck about that either. They didn't. All they wanted was where's Motley. Yeah, exactly. Are you gonna play Motley tunes tonight? Yeah. No, yeah, we, we're was- a whole new thing. We got new music. Yeah, but do you play the uh, Motley sh- songs? No, or I'll stay home. Yeah, 
Uh, no, I, I want to hear Motley songs. Right. <laughs> so anyway, um, Steve continues. So this is L.A. Guns. And Kelly decided he wanted to come back and get involved again. But that was uh, that was a great situation. When that happened, I was so happy because I felt like we were a great rhythm section and we did some really great stuff together and we're really tight friends. So he came back before the M3 shows last year. And I'm great. sure I'm sure a lot of that had to do with, well, see, I got two original members and you guys got two original members. My version is just as legitimate as yours. Mm. <laughs> I guarantee yeah. you. It probably is, but it's bullshit. I agree. No fan is going to buy this. Mm -hmm. None. So he continues. Yeah, this is LA guns. I've never left the band. I'm pretty much the only one who never quit the band. And I just kept on going and I ran the business from day one. I joined in 87 all the way up to now. Dude, the band quit you. The band quit you and formed another band. Yeah. Called LA guns and left you alone. They did. You're not part of the band. No fan. I, you know, legally, and again, this goes, and I know this is all band versus brand shit. Legally, no one, no fan gives two fucks about their legal problems. No fan gives two fucks about their legal problems. The only thing fans are going to give a shit about is when they show up to the MGM casino for an LA gun show and Steve Riley, Kelly Nichols, and some other dudes show up and it's not Phil or Tracy. Then they're going to care. They're going to be like, this is fucking bullshit. Right. You know, and then the, the casino is going to be like, well, fuck you. You bought a ticket, stupid. <laughs> you know, but that no one's going to care. It's just going to water down both. It's going to make it so neither one of them can make any money. That, that's exactly it, too. Mm-hmm. He continues. So this is L.A. Guns. Kelly and I consider this L.A. Guns. And if people have to differentiate, differentiate it by saying Steve and Kelly Nichols, LA guns. That's cool with us too, because we know other, the other two guys are out there recording and touring with their own version of LA guns. <laughs> yeah. The version people care about. Right. <laughs> but yeah, this is the band. This is the band that I joined and I never quit. And pretty much everybody, all the original members quit or left the band at one point. Or another, and I just never did. So I feel very strongly about this L.A. Guns. Well, good for you, pal. <laughs> Riley's version of L.A. Guns made its live debut last May at the M3 Rock Festival. The drummer uh, is joined by, uh, it, let's see, joined in the group by Orlando, Florida, uh, bass guitarist, vocalist Kurt Froelich, bassist Kelly Nichols. Uh, and guitarist uh, Scott Griffin, who played bass for the band from 2007 to 2009, and then again from 2011 to 2014. Mm. This past January, Riley was sued by Guns and Lewis in California District Court, joining let's see, joining Riley as the defendants are in this case are the three musicians who perform and his recently launched. Uh, Rival version of LA Guns, the group's manager, looking and booking agent, and merchandiser, and Golden Robot Records. There's a label, mm -hmm. Golden yeah. Robot Records. Yeah, they they have some big bands on there. They have LA Guns and um, 
Well, L.A. Guns. <laughs> they had John Sykes, but he told them to fuck off and just decided he's not going to release a record now. Okay. Uh, I, I think they do actually have a few. A few. They have a few of those bands that can't get Frontier's attention. Right. Golden Robot Records. Mm-hmm. Uh, the complaint, which uh, requests a trial by jury, alleges that Riley's version of L.A. Guns referred to in the case docket as the infringing la guns <laughs> the infringing la guns infringing la guns yeah is creating unfair competition through its unauthorized usage of la guns trademark in addition guns and lewis are seeking relief uh from and against the false advertising breach of contract and unauthorized usage of their likenesses and its core, uh, at its core, Guns and Lewis complaint calls into question Riley's claim of partial ownership of the LA Guns name and the logo and alleges that his usage of both has been unauthorized. In addition, Guns and Lewis claim, as Guns has done publicly in the past, that Riley has embezzled much of the group's publishing proceeds over the past two decades. Whoops. That's why uh, there's such a big rift between uh, Tracy and and Steve is because uh, Tracy, you know, claims or believes that uh, Steve, you know, took a bunch of money that uh, was right. was due all of them. Of course, it all comes back to the dollars. Of course, it does. Despite leaving the band uh, soon after the release of 2002's "Waking the Dead" to focus on "Brides of Destruction." His short-lived supergroup with Motley Crue bassist Nikki Six uh, Guns is the owner of the common law trademark rights for L.A. Guns name and logo. The complaint claims it notes that Guns founded the band in 1983, four years uh, before Riley joined, and that Riley did not perform on the group's 1984 debut EP and uh, contributed to just a single track on their 1987 self-titled full-length debut uh, according to the complaint guns has been injured by defendants unfair competition while he and lewis have suffered from uh harm including damages and irreparable injury to their goodwill it also claims that riley's la guns was formed with the intent of tricking and confusing consumers into believing that the infringing la guns band is the original uh, i.e. Tracy Gunn's version of the group. In addition to the actual and punitive damages, Guns and Lewis are seeking permanent injunction that uh, restrains all other named defendants from using the Gunn's name, the logo, the likeness, as well as a de- declaration that Guns is the sole owner of the common law trademark rights for L.A. Guns and any related design marks. Do you think pride ever comes into this? No. Do you ever have any sense of pride to just say, look, I am not going to piggyback onto that bullshit. Nope. It's just, it's just, I I need to put some coin in my pocket. And if this is going to earn me some coin, well, so be it. Oh, just poor. It's just poor. (laughs) Well, I, I, I know Kelly a little bit, not, not as well as I know, uh, Tracy, Steve and, and, uh, Phil. Right. But but I have I have you know met uh, Kelly a couple of times, right? So 
it, it'll be interesting. I'll, I'll see what he, what his take is. But again, it's it's an opportunity for these guys, these aging musicians, to make a couple of dollars. Yeah. Sad. Yeah, it is. Hail and kill caller, you're on the air. Hey, what's up, guys? It's John. Hey, it's John. What's up, John? Not too much. I, I just, uh, I just be, real- before you begin, John, I just want to remind you of something. Okay. I still hate you, but go ahead. Well, that's okay. This this was never in doubt. And and the fact that you bring it up at random just proves my point over all these years. (laughs) But no, uh, Aiken, real quick, uh, to something you just said, you know, you're like, like you said, at what point does pride come into this? I mean, this is exactly like what you and I talked about on, you know, when I was on the show a couple months ago when Neely was out of town about legacy artists and, you know, Ozzy sounding like shit and them just going out there for a paycheck. I mean, this is, this is the same thing. It's, mm-hmm. you know, at what point do you, you know what I mean? It's at, at what point is it, is it more important to make money or is it important to be like, okay, well, you know, the band sounds good. The band looks good and you're not shitting on what you've done for all those years. I mean, it's, it, it ties into exactly what we talked about. Yeah. It's, it's, it's just pathetic is what it is. It just, you know, as an outsider, to me, it's like I would never in a million, and I'm an L.A. Guns fan. I like their music, but I would never go and see this version. I, I would, I look at it as pathetic and prideless, and I wouldn't do it. I would be like, fuck you. I'm not going to see that. Yeah. It's, it's just, I mean, it, it's, <laughs> and I completely agree with you, but, you know, again, it was like what we were talking about, you know, a couple months ago. It's, you know, it's. At, at what point do the dollars make more make more you know make more sense? You know, it's like so. I mean, I, and I understand for bands like LA Guns where they got to make ends meet, they're not you know out there like bands like Metallica who are releasing that ungodly shit fuck version of Blackened. You know, like I mean, they can do whatever the fuck they want because they're making millions. I mean, Neely, I don't know. If, did you see that Neely? Well, that we're, Blackened. We're, we're, like, prob- we're probably going to cover it, John. So we'll, we will talk okay. about it. <laughs> uh, well, Metallica covered it and covered it poorly. Um, but yeah, I mean, I mean, you know, Metallica can do that shit. They can, they can fuck themselves because they've got all the money in the world. But I mean, guys like LA guns and stuff like that, like, why are you doing that? Like, it just seems like it would make more sense to kind of try to stay true to the legacy. But I guess, you know, dollars are more important, I suppose. I don't know. Anyway, uh, that's all I had. So, uh, let's get back to it. My manager's calling. Fuck you, pal. Hail and kill. Hey, John. He's got to go back to that dream theater listening party in the chat room. Right. Of course. <laughs> so there you are. So, uh, yeah, I will be, uh, interviewing Kelly Nichols, uh, later this week. Yes. And we'll, uh, find out what Mr. Nichols has to say about this situation. But again, uh, maybe for him, it's just a paycheck. It's just, yeah, hey, you know, yeah. Steve asked me if I could get involved and I wasn't doing anything. So sure. Why not? What the fuck? It's just sad. Yeah, why do I care? <laughs> a couple of dollars in my pocket that I didn't have yesterday. That's all it's going to be. Mm-hmm. So we'll find out. Yep. But anyway, uh, the Steve Riley version of LA Guns uh, released a song this week just called Crawl. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know you listened to it. I did listen to it. Um, any thoughts? It's a song. Okay. Doesn't sound like LA Guns. 
Just sounds like a song. Yeah. Sounds like somebody, you know, attempting to sound like Phil. Yeah. But, but again, you know, again, what made a lot of these bands, especially in the eighties, so unique and and Mm into themselves is they all had a sound. Yeah. And, and the singers that emerged from the eighties, whether it's David Coverdale or a Stephen Piercy or a Jack Russell or a Don Dockin or whatever, they they were all distinguishable. A Jeff Tate, they -hmm. all had their own sound. Well, these guys have their own sound. Unfortunately, it's, it's, it's doesn't sound anything like LA. (laughs) Well, my point is, is that Phil Lewis has his, has the sound of LA guns. Right. Of course. Yeah. And, and, you know, trying to mimic that, you know, with this version, it just does, as, as the rev would say, it just doesn't cut the butter. It just doesn't cut the damn butter, man. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so anyway, um, I'll, we'll play this tune. We'll play a couple of tunes. We'll come back. So, uh, I'm going to leave you out of this segment with, uh, Steve Riley and Kelly Nichols version because Steve said it's cool if you want to distinguish it that way. All right. With, with uh, their song Crawl. So if you haven't heard this, check it out. Give us your thoughts in the chat room. So right. here's uh, Steve Riley's version of L.A. Guns with Crawl exclusively here. On your classic metal show. 